I'm in the way, the bright and shining way. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. Telling the world that Jesus saves today. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. 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 And the way groweth clearer for I'm in the glory land way Greetings again to all my listeners And this is brother Paul Offen Coming from the Church of Christ Digital Ministry This is from Church of Christ Cambano, uh, Scotland in UK uh, This is the part 2 of marriage versus tradition now, if you have not heard the part one, I implore you to look for the part one on the YouTube. Uh, you can type Paul Offen and go to where my videos are on the YouTube. Or uh, if somebody send this through the WhatsApp, you can also get the part two following that, uh, the part one. So if you are not here the part one, please look for that and play first. Now, as I promise you, we're going to discuss a lot of things in this part two which will interest you we talk about the role and the responsibilities of both parties in the marriage and then we talk about the leadership in the marriage we talk about how to handle family and relatives and we also talk about joint finances talk about communication and we talk also about the will which many people don't fancy uh, you know doing it my name is Paul Offin. Again, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for helping us to uh, hear your word. And today, it is uh, our wish that what we will hear today too will be helpful to us and help us to amend our marriages. We thank you and we know you listen whenever we pray. In Jesus' name. We offer this prayer. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the role and responsibilities in our marriages. Now, the greater responsibility in this relationship is to ensure they raise godly children. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, God told the Jews to teach their children the way they should go. So to teach them their law so that when the children grow they will not depart from it. Brothers and sisters, Christian parents, that's the husband and the wife, has responsibility to ensure that they raise children who are godly and God-fearing. That's the main responsibility. So if you have you know dump this kind of responsibility then you are going to have you know a question to answer before God because it is your duty to do that so apart from raising godly children you are also to provide them with all they need to grow and become independent Paul says if anyone does not take care of his own relatives, especially his immediate family, talking about your children and wife, he has 
denying the faith and it is worse than an unbeliever so if you can't care for your own family if you can't care for your husband and your children if you can't care for your children and your wife then Bible says you has denied the faith and you are worse than an unbeliever first Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 if the care is balanced children attachment will be balanced regardless of mom who breastfeed you know we have a saying going that oh children are always attached to their moms why is it that is because of our traditional and cultural practices because of the way men treat their children and that is why the children are not attached to them but they are attached to the woman if we all treat them the same the children will attach to the both parties equally regardless of the mom you know breastfeeding them because the man today can also breastfeed somebody will ask does he have a breast to feed no but today we can extract the breast milk and then the man can you know feed the baby with the breast milk if he, he wish to do that so there's nothing that the woman is doing today to help the children that the man cannot do it's only when the baby is sucking the breast but as I said if the breast is extracted you the man you can also feed giving the same breast milk but in artificial way you know what I mean so if we want the attachment of these children to be equal then we have to do the same as the women or the mothers are doing in all cultural settings children care and household activities such as cooking cleaning and bathing cakes are shouldered by the women and the women alone whatever mom okay that's for children dad can also do it in the beginning God said the woman was to be the health mate of the man so how come the woman is the one carrying the load with the man doing nothing indeed man has set aside God's plan and pattern and following their own cultural and traditional practices naturally men are physically built this is not to intimidate or be their wives or to create fear and panic in the home but God gave them this physical look or physical strength in order to protect God and to fend for their families ideally all the heavy duty jobs should be done by the man but because of our cultural and traditional practices we see the opposite in this generation how can a pregnant woman be carrying a load on her head with two year old on her back and holding the hand of the five year old while rather physically built man is following behind with message in the hand is the woman a prisoner or a helpmate is that is is that how 
to honor a weaker vessel, as Peter says. This is not how God made it from the beginning. So, we have roles and responsibilities, and we have to do it equally. As I said, whatever woman can do, the man can also do it. And if you do that, see that the children will also love you as they love their mom. The children also will attach to you as they attach their moms. Now let's talk about leadership in marriage. It is naturally accepted or acceptable in a human and animal race. Where two or more people meet, there should be one to take the lead. To bring about orderliness and sanity. It is not a mistake that God selected the man to be the head. This does not make him the boss over the woman or making the woman inferior in any way as tradition or cultural practices portray. There is wisdom in how the man is physically built to give comfort to the woman and the children and to provide safety in times of trouble. God did not give you this physical build to intimidate your wife, to slap your wife, or to battle with your children. But he gave you that so that you can protect them. So that in a time of trouble, they can run for safety. In ideal marriage home, where both parties work, both are equally responsible for the upkeep of the children in the home. Both should be able to cook, clean, and train the children if they want to share the children's love and affection and respect equally. Whoever is off work or comes home first from work should provide for the family. If we're a man and they come home and your wife is still working, and your, uh, your child is back from school. You don't sit down and wait till the mom finish work before you come and cook for the child. Or you don't sit down and wait till the mom finish before uh, uh, she comes and bath the child and put the child to bed. No! Why can't you do that? Please let us put away our cultural and traditional practices somewhere and be guided by the word of God. The Bible says the woman is your helpmeet. The woman is not your prisoner to do everything for you. How to handle families and relatives. In Ghana culture, marrying a person is marrying the entire house. If you marry your wife, you marry your wife's sister, your wife brother, your wife mother, your wife everything. That is Ghana culture. I don't know. Probably Africa in general. In some cases, family and friends become dependent on the marriage and thereby causing mistrust and a lot of insecurity. We see all the in-laws coming in. The man is not feeling secure. The woman it's not feeling secure because the man's uh, sister, brother, mother, father are uh, in the house. 
So, the intrusion of these in-laws always causes insecurity in the marriages. In God's plan for the marriage, in-laws are not featured in. He said, Therefore, a man shall leave his wife, a man shall leave his father and the mother, and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. I'm not saying your home should not be a family house for in-laws and relatives. They can visit though when consultations and concern have been made. But if one of the parties become uncomfortable with their stay, they should politely be asked to leave. For instance, if your wife's relatives comes in and they are causing a, 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 a lot of you know insecurity for the man, you your wife you have to tell your relatives politely to say, oh sister, you have overstayed your stay. Oh ma'am, uh, is enough. Uh, I think it is time to leave. Say it politely. In the same way, if the man, your relatives, also come and visit, and your wife is becoming insecure, is becoming uncomfortable, please don't say, it's my sister, it's not going anywhere, it's my mother. Please, in God's plan, relatives are not featured in. I'm not saying throw away your mom or dad or your sister. But you have to know that for marriage, God considers you and your wife and your kids first before the relatives, you know, comes in. I can give you an example. can give you an example. When Sarah became uncomfortable with Hagar's stay, although Hagar had a child with Abraham, God told Abraham to drive Hagar away from the house to bring about peace. Sarah was Hagar's own maid, but her stay was becoming uncomfortable for Sarah. And she told her husband Abraham to drive her away. And God said to Abraham, listen to your wife. And drive Hagar and the son away from the house. So sometimes, when relatives and friends and other people come into the marriage and bring in a, a discomfort or bring in insecurity, it is important that the two of you come together. Okay? To say that, oh, well, your mom has been here for this time. And I think it's time that he has to, you know, go back. I mean, it's important that we need to welcome both the, 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 the husband's uh, relatives or parents or in-laws. And the wife's relative parents or in-laws. We have to welcome them equally. But you can say, this is my mother. This is my sister. 
But when your husband's own comes in, then it becomes a problem. If you love your husband, you love everything that is Africa for you. So, brothers and sisters, families and relatives will sometimes encroach into the marriage, but we have to handle them politely so that we don't cause any trouble. Abraham was told to send Hagar away because Hagar was making Sarah uncomfortable. Read Genesis chapter 16 for that story. Now let's talk about the joint finances where trouble sometimes you know rises in our homes. Most of the problems we have in our marriages today are as a result the love for money, the selfishness, and families infiltration. Our mindset is what we will get from the relationship but not what we will put in today's lifelong relationship to sustain it. We all came from Ghana and we all are working so I have to make sure I take something back home for my uh, uh, relatives, uh, for my families and this is the mindset of the man this is the mindset of the woman so there is always fire in the house because their mind is not in the marriage their mind is what they will get from the marriage to their own people I know in our current culture when a woman is going to marry she is told if you get anything bring it home but if you become bankrupt take it to your husband so this mindset is within some people's mind and they are always fighting to get something from the marriage home brothers and sisters if you want this lifelong relationship to sustain you have to put a lot of things into but not to drain okay the marriage to you know fill the space you have created in your own families in an ideal marriage situation joint mortgage joint bank account and everything in the joint name where each have an access to the account is not only the best way but also bring about peace in the homes if you want peace it's important that you do everything in the joint name so that if we all have access to the account then there wouldn't be any mistrust we all see it and this is what it should be this is what it should be but to achieve this regardless of whose money or income is big or small requires commitment trust faithfulness by all the parties if we want these joint things to go on successfully regardless of whose money is small or big 
And the man will say, well, uh, uh, my income is 1,500 and her income is only 700 in every month. So why do you want to compare to me? And you want us to do the joint. My friend, you don't know what you are talking about in a marriage. The woman can bring only 300 and you can bring 2,000 every month. The money put together belongs to the family. That is you plus your children. It doesn't matter whether you contribute high or whether you contribute low. And sometimes some of the women, also their income is better than their wives. And that mindset, you have to bring something home. So she deprived the marriage and send things to the family back home whereas the man is here suffering with her you don't understand marriage in the beginning that is not how God made it God said you are a helpmate everything you get belong to you remember you are part of the husband and the husband remember the wife is part of you so everything you are doing you have to do for the two of you plus your children and not to go outside I'm not saying you shouldn't help somebody outside that is not what I'm saying but as the go uh, the saying goes the charity begins at home you need to ensure your family your marriage is secured and protected before you think of outside the box so it is important it is important as I said, to achieve this, we need commitment, trust, and faithfulness by all the party. There should be a communication and agreement should any of the parties decide to send money outside the marriage. Probably, the man will say, oh, I've heard that my, my, my mother is not well, so uh, I have to send her money because I'm a man. I don't need to discuss with my wife because my money is big. I'm paid two thousand a month, and she is paid only thousand one hundred. So my money is big. So I can, you know, dip my hands into the the coffers and send it without her knowledge. That is wrong. The money belongs to both of you, even if the woman does not work and you alone do the work and bring the money home it still belong to you the woman and the children you don't have power over it when it come to the coffers of the family belong to both of you sometimes that's what they say the woman's contribution is little regardless of the work that the woman is doing in the house cooking cleaning bathing children preparing the children for school the men don't see this as work let a woman go away and employ somebody to come to the, uh, the house cook for you clean your house bathe your children send your children to school and ask yourself how much would you pay them an hour then you understand the contribution of your wife and i can tell you that if you calculate how much you pay an hour then you understand that probably your wife even is paying more than you are should she be paid for that job she is doing sometimes to some of the wives as i say they have better jobs and they also be, be, behave the same thing 
Why should I give my money to a, a man? A man supposed to give me money. You can I, you can tell me which Bible, the chapter and verse, why it is written that the man should give you the money and you, it is not your duty to give the man money. That is your culture and your tradition. And that shouldn't change the word of God. The money that come into the coffers is for both of you and for your children as well. Where there is love, there should not be any problem creating around this. If your wife knows the account, she has the account number, she has access, and today because of you know technology, you can open your mobile phone and see what the account is like. You have it, your wife also have it. There shouldn't be any uh, what you call mistrust. Brothers and sisters, talking about communication. Communication is also another problem that is, you know, bringing our marriages down, especially those of us who live in abroad. Here, you don't have any relative, any family to run to. So, Sometimes it's only you and your children in a cottage somewhere. But where communication is a problem, that is where the problem comes. Because I can't talk to my wife without fighting with her. I can't talk to my husband without him becoming angry. So now nobody is talking to anybody. And I don't have anybody. It's not like Ghana. Even when I'm bored at home, I have to, you know, uh, go to my friend's house, go to my relative's house, and have some chat and become free and fresh. I'm always stick to this man who does not communicate to me. I'm always stick to this woman who always cause trouble as soon as I open my mouth. Communication is a big problem. One of the things creating problem in our homes. At this computer age, mobile phones and social media have taken away communication from our homes. The mobile phones have become our companions instead of our wives and husbands and kids. We sleep with our mobile phones, we bath with our mobile phones, we cook with our mobile phones. Somebody is cooking and a mobile phone is in the right hand ear, uh, with the ear, and you know, cooking. Whereas for some time now, he has not even spoken to the husband, but always chatting with people with a mobile phone. Mobile phone cannot and should not be taking center stage in a marriage. The parties enjoy chatting on social media with friends and other relatives than to speak to one another. This is weakening the relationships. Effective communication solves many problems. Some husbands and wives cannot talk without fighting. What I want you to understand is this you thing you are doing in your homes has negative effect on your children. They don't talk. Everybody is on a mobile phone. 
the, the, the husband is on his mobile phone, wife is on his mobile phone, and the children, instead of steady, they are also on their iPads. So the house, there are about three or four people in the house, but the house is always quiet. Whenever you hear somebody speaking, it means he is on the phone or she is on the phone. Effective communication solves many problems. Please, let's do away or do avoid the persistent fighting in front of our children too. They can't communicate without fighting and they see the children around, but they don't care. Do you know the negative effect that you are causing to these children? The psychological trauma that a child go through when they see the mom and dad fighting, cursing, swearing on each other. You will not see it today, but this is going to build a child in all throughout his or her life. And he or she is going to send into his marriage. The same treatment you are giving your wife, your son is going to give to his wife. The same treatment you are giving to your, 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 your husband, your daughter is going to. So if you swear and curses on your husband, the daughter is going to learn. What are you teaching your children? The Bible says, teach them the word of God. Teach them the laws of God so that when they grow, they will, it will not depart from them. But you are swearing and curses whenever you are communicating in your house. Let's talk about the whale. This is something most people are not comfortable in trying to do because when you talk of a whale, they know that uh, it's only the person who is approaching his death that, you know, talk about whale. That is never true. Now, let me tell you today, it will interest you. Uh, some t the last time I went to Ghana, you see a lot of posters, you know. Now, they don't write obituary again. What they write is, what a shock gone too soon and you look at the ages you'll be amazed 31 29 18 45 is even the, the maximum age you can see gone too soon indeed 45 you're gone too soon 31 you're gone too soon but let me tell you nobody knows when the tree will fall can be today or tomorrow Preparing yourself for eventuality does not mean that thing is going to happen. You got to prepare because anything can happen. Plus the fact that you are outside your own home, your country. Because the two parties coming together have their own families and relatives around, it is always important to protect your spouse and your children against families and relatives interference beyond your grave. Gone are the days where wills were not done or were not talked about and our wives and children were driven out of the house when the man passes out. It will be unwise if we ignore wise counsel and leave our families with no future at all. Never be afraid to make a will today. 
It does not mean you are going to die when you make one. Both parties can make a will if they have separate inheritance. The woman can also make her will. For instance, if there are some marriages, uh, 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 you know, they've been blessed, they have two houses already, they have decided this house in Tesano is for you, the man, and the one in Agogloshi is for me. So if I know, then you ask yourself, what about the children? So the woman says, okay, I'll make a will for my children. And the man says, I'll also make a will for my children. Why don't you then make one will and say this belongs to the children? But sometimes because of the love of money and love of material things, some people are also thinking outside the marriage. So it's better they also do their own will. But the ideal home and ideal situation, there's only one will and you know this is for our children. Now, if anybody or somebody is going to be beneficially, okay, of your inheritance, I mean both of you, outside your children, then it's better you, you know, clearly spell it out today. And maybe, you know, uh, uh, say that oh this is this we have to take it out of the will we want to give to this one and then when we make the will this is for our children will is very important now the bible recognizes well as an important part of our life remember if you read second kings chapter 20 verse 1 king hezekiah was advised by the prophet isaiah to make well, put your house in order. That is what Isaiah told. Because God says you are not going to live, you are going to die. But we are not going to die because we make a well. That is our mindset. And that is why some people die uh, uh, unprepared. And then the wives and uh, the wife and the children are being infiltrated by you know families. Okay, why do you put your family into that situation? If you have joint projects or joint accounts, the other people apart from your children have already said, uh, if they are going to be beneficialists, then it is important that you both settle this problem. And I want to tell you that wills can be amended so many times depending on the change of circumstances. So you make a will today, five years on, Oh, we have acquired some other things, so we need to put it in the will. You can amend it. Or oh, five years on, we have this house. We thought we put it in the will, but we've sold it. So we have to amend our will and take that house from the will. You understand? It is important to protect you yourself, your children, and your wives. Brothers and sisters, it is important that we see how God made the marriage. The marriage, if you take God's law into consideration, you are going to have a better marriage, like paradise, and it will be sweet for you. But then if you lay God's book aside, if you lay God's pattern 
and plan aside and then you bring your tradition you bring your culture into play then I'm afraid you're going to have troubles with your family and every time people have to come in and help because you can't solve the whole problem you can't solve the problem yourself whether you are a Christian whether you are non-Christian this family uh, this marriage plan or pattern bind you and you have to follow it so it is important that you know uh, how to behave in your marriages so that you don't have any trouble so today we have so far talked about the roles and responsibilities in our marriages we talk about the leadership that man uh, God has selected the man to be the leader or the head in the family but that doesn't give the man the authority to bully the woman or the children God gave you that kind of physical uh, built body to protect your family not to cause fear and panic in your family we also talk about the family and relatives intrusion and you have to make sure that God always protects your family okay because he says what I have joined together nothing should separate them so if friends and relatives are coming in to cause tension to make the family uh, to make their marriage wicked it's better you politely ask them to leave as uh, uh, God told Abraham to uh, you know drive away Hagar and the child we've also uh, talked about the joint finances and the communication and finally we talk about the will so this is the end of part two marriage versus tradition probably you have a lot of questions going through your heart and if you can you know see me face to face you ask but i still have a way you can throw your question to me now i give my number again as i gave in the first part this number you can make a direct test or the cheapest way is whatsapp because i am on whatsapp okay you can throw this on whatsapp for me and the number is a uk number which is 0044-7930-185451 or you can throw me an email on uh, coc digital ministry at gmail.com that is c o c d i j i t a l m i n i s t r y at gmail.com and if you ask me any question uh, i'll try my best to answer you but as far as marriage is concerned we got to follow what is from the beginning that is what jesus told them said in the beginning it wasn't like that now we have looked into the beginning what it was that god chose uh, took something from the man and made a woman and pushed it back to where it was and said you are one nothing should separate you okay and the woman 
is your helpmate. That is what is there in the beginning. If we frown on God's word or throw away, we set aside and then put our own traditions and cultures, we are going to have problems. We are going to have problems. God bless you for you know attention that you've given to this tape. Uh, please forward this lesson to uh, someone else. Anyone you know is married, uh, especially those outside Ghana, those in other countries, or even in Ghana, and uh, you can send to them. Don't you know? Keep it to yourself. Forward, forward it to somebody else to listen, and God will bless you. And this is Brother Paul Offen, uh, Church of Christ, Cambano, uh, uh, UK. And uh, if you have any question that you want to speak to somebody at all, I will implore you to visit any Church of Christ near you. There are, you know, hundreds of branches of Churches of Christ in Ghana, hundreds. And if you are in other countries, America, uh, Church of Christ, uh, hundreds. Uh, UK or Europe, you can have Church of Christ. Uh, if you Google, okay, you go to the internet. For instance, if you are in Germany and you Google Church of Christ, you can find the branches and visit them. Whichever country you are and you are listening to me, uh, Google Church of Christ in that country, you find them and visit them. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. God bless you as you prepare to make amendments to your marriage to get a beautiful and a loving marriage. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Telling the world that Jesus saved today. Yes, I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land way. I'm in the glory land. I'm in the glory land way.